0: Welcome to another week of our podcast, Med Family. I'm the host, Eric Acker. I'm hosting, of course, today with Karen. Hey, this is our, I think, our 24th episode. So we've been doing this for about 24 weeks now,
1: which is impressive.
0: Yeah, almost almost half a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so we're getting into the, this holiday season. This is uh, we're recording this on Monday, uh, the week of Thanksgiving, and so of course that means we have Thanksgiving coming up. It also means we have a shelf exam on Wednesday, which I'm studying for, and we have family coming into town on Thursday. So we're not actually celebrating Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, but we'll have our, our daughter's birthday. We're going to celebrate with my folks, and then we have yeah. some. Why, why do you look at me weird like that?
1: Well, I don't know what else you have. We have. What well, else I'm not we picking have? up someone <laughs> from the
0: airport. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We have. We have a. a We've few become.
1: Things. Well, not we. I don't drive. Eric has become the designated driver to several people, which is fine. I mean, on that island that was that was a the way they we earned extra Yeah, I was income. a taxi driver
0: on the <clears throat> island unofficially.
1: Yeah, and it's just moved over. But so this week again um, I'm just cleaning and trying to organize. I made some headway today.
0: Yeah. I mean You clean, and you clean the house, and that's... It'll get
1: destroyed tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I, I, Sometimes I wonder if, like, that's the headway we want to lose ground on every day. Because, I mean, it's good to have a clean house. It's good to try to keep it clean as best as we can. Well, I
1: moved furniture today. Oh,
0: okay. That's also true. We
1: have... Let's see. The puppy was... Your parents got the puppy on Halloween, so that means the puppy is now six... No, they get adopted out when they're six to eight weeks old. I have no idea how
0: this so works. Anyways, I think we this puppy a, is
1: only like four months, four or five months old.
0: My parents had always like would do Humane Society dogs when we were growing up. At least as, as far as I remember, all the dogs that we got were But from now the they Humane don't Society. have four
1: children to spend money on. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so they,
0: they... They
1: have a... a good, it's not a golden doodle. What is it? A... It's,
0: it's so we know it's Sheep-a-doodle. Sheep-a-doodle. A doodle sheep a
1: doodle sheep a doodle Okay. <laughs> Your mom gets so offended when I call them the golden doodle. She's like, it's a sheep-a-doodle. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to have a puppy in the house for a few days. And
0: puppies like to chew on stuff.
1: Yes. Especially so toys was, and stuffed animals. I was trying to rearrange and relocate some of the stuff into different rooms. So the boys room has some extra stuff in it now and I moved all of the beds and then they ended up being just where they were at and I (laughs) which was kind of disappointing but that's fine they are excited to have uh they've got two loft beds in there and so we made a fort and a wall out of a string of cubbies and
0: yeah so because Noah's going to move in there when my parents are in town so that they can have a bedroom to themselves. We don't have a huge house, but we, we do it's, have bedrooms enough- and the kids are small and they don't mind sharing bedrooms right now. So
1: No, in fact our daughter was very upset that she wasn't able to sleep in the boys' room tonight. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. She she wanted to sleep in the fourth.
0: I mean, this is the girl who has a queen size bed and she's like <laughs> <laughs> she's The not, only reason why she has a queen size bed is
1: because her room is is the guest, doubles as the guest room she loses her room when we have guests so but i was just trying to move furniture around and move toys more room centric because i have a feeling the dog is going to mostly be on the wood floors because that's easy to clean if we need to so that i i i rearranged furniture a little bit today and i did clean but that was more the last like hour of the day to be quite honest <laughs> well that's
0: the that's the time it's gonna stick right when the yes. kids about really go to bed yes
1: there's no <laughs> point in cleaning during the day it's just gonna get destroyed <laughs> yeah. so so
0: this week for well, at least for me it's focused mostly on getting that shelf exam done and passing hopefully with a very good score that's the plan anyway done two practice exams so far and um the first one I got a passing score, not not a huge, not a great passing score, but a passing score. The second one, I definitely improved on it and got. I like
1: ten percentage points.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I was going slow through that one. So hopefully, if I pick up the pace a little bit, I won't be um,
1: lose accuracy.
0: I won't, yeah, I won't the rush for the last few questions. So hopefully, I can um, pick up the pace a little bit. Been doing some question bank questions from you world and that's been going pretty well as well and um yeah so i I think my my current plan is to still employ the like dirty medicine video on how to prepare for a test which is basically it means tomorrow i'm supposed to wake up early and work out A lot. (laughs) And so that's my plan is to get up early and work out Uh, a lot. It's probably going to be like 30 minutes. And
1: it's still a workout. And (laughs) then
0: I will, I've been doing the morning rounds at the hospital. So I will go ahead and do that. And then once the morning rounds are done, I'll, I guess I'll just go to the the school and study for a little bit longer and should be good to go. That will be the, the last bit of studying before probably the. I don't think that's exactly how dirty medicine wants you to do it. Like I think they just want they you, want you like, to
1: have a high protein breakfast too. Yeah, I'll I'm, do
0: like the cliff bars and stuff like that. We had the pro- protein cliff bars, I think.
1: Yeah, well, so, we're not we're not big breakfast people. <laughs> no,
0: it's mostly just coffee.
1: <laughs> we live off of coffee. It
0: was so much coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and and thankfully today we found out that the school um, they were having a Thanksgiving or a holiday party, like. It was supposed to start right in the middle of the shelf exam on Wednesday. And so that was obviously a bit of concern for those of us who were taking the shelf exam. Like 45 people are going to be in the building walking past the study rooms. And, you know, what are the chances that they're going to be able to be quiet during the time that we were taking our exams? So thankfully, the school noticed that and they are going to move us to a different uh, student center, which one that's next to the hospital. So we'll have our study, uh, uh, we'll have our room assignments and we're not going to be as, we're not going to be disturbed. So we can take the shelf, two hour shelf exam in peace, as as it were. So that'd, that'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Thankful that the school figured that was going to be an issue and took care of that problem. And then, yeah, otherwise, like this week, I'm just doing the morning rounds. Uh, uh, I started that last Wednesday. The doctor came back from vacation. I jumped in, finished the week off of morning rounds and did that today i'll do it probably tomorrow and that'll probably be the last i do pediatric rounding i might do it more if i have some more free time um i'll you know to see how that goes but at least wrapping up pediatrics i think it was well worth i mean it is killing not killing but it is taking up three hours of my morning where i probably could be studying but i also feel like a lot of teaching goes on during the morning rounds and I've noticed that some of the questions that I see on UWorld are actually brought up during morning rounds, and so it has been relatively helpful. And plus, it's nice to be able to be forced to answer questions out loud and in front of other people to cement the knowledge that you know and prepare for (laughs) and preparing to see patients and preparing to answer questions. I think that's all been a net benefit overall, even if I'm not getting three hours of straight question bank time or study time. I don't know. I think overall it's been a pretty good experience. Uh, there's, some, of course, some interesting nuances as far as the, things I, I, again, more experiences I get from the morning rounds and things I see at the hospital or things I see in general. And it's just it's kind of a nice experience to see that. It's a nice opportunity that I don't think most people get. And uh, maybe as a takeaway is that if you're going to do core rotations and you have something like this, like we have, where you do morning, some U.S. tours don't always do... Uh, online portions for your course but if you do any online <laughs> stuff sometimes it's nice to work with one of your preceptors and do some in-person so you don't lose all that in-person experience and i don't know it's just it's a good opportunity in my mind so if you have the op, if you can find it you can figure out a way to make it happen it's a good idea to try to make that happen
1: any interesting patients this last week or not really just no, we've had a few
0: young ones. I think the most. <laughs> this is maybe a dumb observation, but like, it's always kind of interesting to walk into the patient's room and kind of see. We walk in about, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the postpartum area. Probably like 10, ten, ten thirty-ish, and so the moms are usually awake or they're still, you know, in bed. It's neither here nor there. But what's interesting is like what they have on the TV, and I think the most the funniest show i saw on the tv and it was just like i don't i don't get it was somebody was watching like cartoons like kid kid show like legitimate kid show and the only people in that room was mom and dad and baby (laughs) like if you're like watching like veggie tales or i mean i like veggie tales actually relatively well but it's like, but Eric's favorite is Sean the Sheep. <laughs> Sean the Sheep is actually pretty good. He, he mucks around with people who cannot bleed. <laughs> we might edit that one
1: out. <laughs> uh, he's casting stones when he sat there <laughs> with our kids and watched it. The kids are just an excuse. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, like this is like little baby bum level oh, TV show where it's like to
1: watch that
0: or like the train one. I can't remember what this one was called, but it was like a really obscure like monster trucks and i was just like i can't imagine grown adults being like yes this is exactly what i will if i'm gonna spend three days in the hospital preparing to be a parent you know having a baby and getting ready to go home (laughs) to be a parent to this baby i definitely want to start my time off watching a child show (laughs) that was the most interesting one i think i mean not the most interesting patient but the kind of an observation i solved
1: like Huh, I wonder why you would. I don't know if we ever watched TV when we were. I, I did on the iPad when.
0: Well, when, when you were the... in labor, or <laughs> well, we had time. We we would bring out the iPad. We didn't. I didn't really work the TV very much. The other interesting thing I've saw, and, and this is actually a relatively norm, normal trend, is I've seen like Xboxes. Like people would legitimately bring the, the gaming consoles with them.
1: No. Really?
0: Yeah, I just kind of want to get your take on that. As as a woman who, you know, you might... If
1: you were playing Xbox while I was delivering a baby, you would be castrated. <laughs>
0: well, to be fair, the I'm in the postpartum rooms, which are on a completely different floor, not the labor and delivery. I
1: guess in postpartum, I guess that's fine.
0: Keep the noise volume down, though.
1: Well, I feel like men have a really hard time because women, I mean... We gave birth to this baby. We feed the baby. You can't do that unless you bottle feed, right? And there's not a whole lot for you to do because we have nursing staff and doctors who will get us drinks or food or whatever we need. And so I know for you, like... You changed most of the diapers and you filled out all of the paperwork. But like here I was speaking with like Kylie who had her baby. Like, you don't fill out the birth certificate paperwork and the social security paperwork in the hospital. You go and do like turn it I think she said she went to the library, which I thought was weird. But Oh, interesting. That's not stuff that you do in the hospital. So I was I was thinking about it. I'm like, I guess there's not really a whole lot for husband to do. And so I guess, I guess so. I mean, don't leave your wife out of it. Or if your wife does need something instead of like different food than hospital food <laughs> <laughs> or something, then yeah, go for it. Or if you are playing video games with your wife, I guess that's fine. I don't know. I just feel like that's a rather large and weird thing to pack.
0: Yeah, I guess you have uh, the idea that you're going to be there for a while. So bring some entertainment, and I guess some Xboxes double as, like, Netflix, so, not, I didn't see anyone playing video games while going through rounds. Most people were sleeping. (laughs) Ironically, most of, like, the spouses were, like, curling a ball in the corner on the, on the window seat, sleeping. Some of them, actually, one was snoring, and we kind of joked a little bit after we left the room that they already had the white noise machine ready to go, (laughs) but... (laughs) That's you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know that we saw too many terribly interesting. I, knew, I know there was one over the weekend that was uh, relatively interesting that I obviously didn't see. Cause I didn't round on the weekend. I don't know. It it was busy last week. It's slowed down. I think the only other interesting thing, and I don't want to go down this path too much because I don't know a lot about it. I haven't done OBGYN. Just noticing a lot of inductions when we go through our patient we do a pre-rounding just kind of looking at okay mom came in why did mom come in you know how long was she into into her pregnancy what was this you know what was the situation that brought her in did she start going into labor did, was she scheduled induction was she here for a c-section you know those sort of things and i was just Kind of observing, at least the last week, of like, wow, there's a lot of scheduled inductions. It, and it's inter- I mean, it's just interesting. I, I don't want to speculate too hard on it, but it was like, well, it's I odd mean, to be like a thir- 39 and a half weeks and you have a scheduled induction and, and really no other obvious medical issues.
1: It the, just, the mom could just want the baby out before the holidays. <laughs> like, I have things to do. <laughs> or <laughs>
0: Get it out of me.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if we had any of our babies, you know, we didn't really have any of our babies near the holidays, but I could understand being like, I don't want to be in the hospital over, yeah, well, I Thanksgiving's help not really that bad, but like over Christmas, like my brother was born. Christmas on Eve. My, yeah. <laughs> and so that stunk. We had, our whole family had Christmas in the hospital that year and like it was drawn out over several days because you opened the gifts that you could bring with you to the hospital and then you went home so mom could see what we opened. So I could understand as a parent being like, I would like this baby (laughs) out.
0: And these are all the Valentine's babies. So...
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't put that together, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: all the Valentine's babies this week and last week. I mean, really this month, but... So I think the rotation's been going pretty well. Um, I've been... I've been trying to be a little bit more low-key because it's you know again, this is not my rotation there's a, another student from Trinity that's there and this is her to her three weeks with the preceptor so I'm trying not to take away her opportunities and you know when the when a preceptor asks us questions I try to mentally th- answer the question come up with a few answer options and then give her time to give it you know answer it and I I know that's probably a little unnerving to have two people staring at you waiting for the, you know, waiting for you to answer the question and I have told her like, hey, I'm not trying to like throw you under the bus and like make you do everything, but like this is your opportunity to, you know, impress and do whatever you want to do. I don't want to jump in front of you and take away your opportunity from you. I mean, this is your, your three weeks at the preceptor, your chance to learn. So I'm here to learn a little extra. So I will answer questions occasionally, um, and then I guess tomorrow we have a PCom student coming in. So, oh, so we got the, it's, it's both me and uh, the other the other gals uh, last day. So we get to basically try to train the PCom student how to do everything really quick, <laughs> and then the PCom student gets to finish off the week, and you know they got four weeks to go. So, anyhow.
1: Yeah, Eric, you're looking forward to this week, though, a little bit, because, I mean, you have your test on Wednesday, and then you have an extended weekend before you technically start up again, and it's online startup. But Yeah, supposedly
0: online OB.
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving morning. I don't actually know how. Anyways, he's doing a um, soccer tournament with yeah, the we, school. We, so that'll be the
0: turkey bowl
1: <laughs> that'll be fun I know we didn't look for a turkey trout this year
0: have we ever done that?
1: um you haven't <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: in Anywho. <laughs> years past <laughs> um
1: it's not that far it's like a 5k maybe sounds like fun <laughs> eh, I don't you know why we
0: haven't done this every year <laughs> <laughs>
1: fine
0: um but no i'm looking forward to having a few think four or five days of um somewhat relaxation and i'll start online ob so hopefully we're you know getting start the process do the iHuman get those out of the way do the um online med eds and do tons of questions tons of inky cards you know i get back into that routine that's not going to be particularly exciting but um I don't know, we'll have a little bit more free time going into Christmas, because we basically will have three weeks of online OB, and normally we would just, again, rotate straight into uh, in-person OB, but, we but have a we'll have two day. weeks off for Christmas, so I'll have, you know, so I basically have five weeks of online that I can stretch out, and... Hopefully, you either get a shadow thing going on or go visit some family. Like, we have a, a lot of options, really. Yeah,
1: I think we're going to try and solidify what we're doing for <laughs> At Christmas. At some point, this we have next... to let people know where
0: we're going and when we're going to be. Yeah,
1: there. yeah. Um, especially since there's some people that might need a ride to the airport, and we want to make sure that they have.
0: We can either help them if we can or let them know to go ahead and find other a, options. Yeah, find,
1: find other avenues. Yeah. What else has happened? I mean, you had that good conversation with Matt. This week, and we're I think Eric's working on trying to get him on here.
0: Yeah, we've been continuing our work on either shadowing or at least making a list for our elective rotations. And Matt has always been kind of the go-to guy for a lot of information. He's a, a big self-starter. He's in his uh, match process right now, and so I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that Matt will match somewhere. But he's always been. A really important part of trinity and like just kind of an information center so like if you can't find it in any of the databases or any of the the modules on that you go online to f- see and read matt generally knows it because he's thought about it before he's heard about it and he's you know came up with it or i mean he's he's like kind of into the research avenue he's into this whole match process so he's kind of a good go-to guy for a lot of information so I had I did sit down and well I didn't sit down I texted him and we had a good back-and-forth and and, because I'm still struggling to figure out like externships how to do them what's the best I you want to be efficient you you don't want to spend a lot of time digging around and and spinning your tires and not getting anywhere and since I figured he's done it before, he's he's in the middle of the process. He would have great great perspective of how to how to do some of this stuff. And so he's tossed around a few ideas. Uh, he also knows I'm struggling between internal medicine and general surgery. Uh, two things that definitely piqued my interest.
1: But they're his last two yeah. cores that he's doing. So by oh. that point, we will have chosen our electives. Yeah, and well, so we're. I think. Eric is feeling like he has to make a choice now so that he gets a, later. Gets the electives that he wants that would hopefully l- lead towards a residency program at, or, at, or at least an interview towards that residency program. He wants to maximize his first two or three electives.
0: Yeah, I really want to make a good first impression. I'm not a great interviewer. I'm not a great, I don't know. I feel like if you get me for like four hours, I may not really grow on you and if you get me for like two weeks three weeks four weeks however long the elective is but usually three or four I might grow on you a lot <laughs> and you might like me a little bit more and so that's I feel like that's me trying to game the system like hey if I can get an elective I may not impress you in the three hours you get me or six hours however long the interview is but for the elective I should I will do my best to impress you and hopefully I can get ranked and then therefore get a get a match. Well, That's the plan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's basing this of course on like his interview what
0: All my interviews.
1: Well, especially your last one where your boss, your eventual boss, she, he got hired, but his eventual boss oh. said, "I wasn't sure that you were going to be a good fit, but you had a good good recommendation." So she,
0: her, what she had said was, "When I met you, I didn't know if you could talk to people." <laughs> or if you could, because I was applying for a front desk job, because uh, I eventually when I started at front desk and ended, ended up in the surgery coordinator position. But she was like, I was worried that you wouldn't be able to talk to the patients that came to the desk. And it's like, wow, that's, that's really sad. <laughs> like, that's really a, that's not a ringing in doors She was really, like, apparently nervous about hiring me. But like, I had a friend who worked in the company who knew me and she knew him very well because they worked together a lot on hiring managers and he was like, you should hire him. And so she took a chance on his recommendation and that and worked she, out really good for me.
1: She loved him. <laughs> she, she grew you, to you like got, me. You got promoted very quickly and she even reached out once you left your job and started medical school and said, said that she thought you were going to be a good doctor. So
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. So she
1: followed you way past when she even worked there.
0: And she didn't fire me when my best man at my wedding made the comment about how I was always late to everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, that first year at work, I was pretty late often, often.
1: We weren't married then.
0: Yeah, Karen has made me more punctual. Yeah. Um,
1: But that was nice. We were dating and we worked across the street from each other. So we could have
0: yeah. lunches
1: together and whatnot.
0: Worked out pretty good.
1: Back in 2012. <laughs>
0: 2012, 2013, yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't interview spectacular.
1: He hasn't interviewed since then.
0: But maybe the propanolol is uh has helped me out a little bit. Who knows?
1: <laughs> I guess that's not true. You had med school interviews. I
0: did. I, did a med, I had a few med school interviews. I. I don't know. It, either, either case, it's not my strong suit, especially since, I, I mean, as everyone going into this match cycle probably hasn't had this type of <laughs> interview experience, like not quite like program directors and committees and then residents. So, I mean, it's...
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that once we get close, we'll start looking up common inter- interview questions and start kind of com- formulating some sort of response for those and then you can work off of those in your interviews
0: yeah i feel like you have to come up with good answers for like why why internal medicine and you have to go to sell them on why you actually want to be in internal medicine besides i just want to be a doctor
1: <laughs> that's not why you want no i know medicine. but i'll just say
0: like you gotta have a better <laughs> answer than that
1: Oh goodness. You, well, have the, some the good, kinds... you have some good medical stories
0: yeah I just need to think of them when it when like the time is important as opposed to like oh 12 hours later shoot I should have said that <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll get we'll get it more polished and locked down before these interviews even come up so yeah so that that one of the ideas that kind of bringing it back to Matt a little bit one of the ideas he brought up was um, an away elective we hadn't really talked about this very much about doing an away elective that cost more money than the school a lot. So uh, typically, some schools will a lot like four hundred dollars a week for an, an away elective, and as long as the away elective you know doesn't charge one dollars a week, you're in good shape. But if they charge more, then you have to fork over the extra money on top of that. Um, there's of course pros and cons to this. Um, the biggest con, of course, is a you're a poor medical student who doesn't make any money and living on loans. So that's all on loan. So that kind of stinks. Uh, but there's some pros, to, of course, to it. Like it depends on the program. There are some programs I've heard of that cost thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to rotate at, and it's like well, fat chance in hell you're going to get into that program. <laughs> Like you know, it's when you like the John Hopkins or the Columbia universities. I I don't know those programs cost that much, but it's something like that. And so he mentioned this one program that I think it's ended like two two fifty extra a A week. week. So we had to talk a little bit about if it's worth it to us to fork over that kind of money. But it seemed like it was you kind of guaranteed an interview, at least they. They give you a your, really your good, rank. serious look. Yeah. And so, and it is in the southeast, in Florida area, so it might be worth it, but we're going to talk about that a little bit more, I think, <laughs> amongst ourselves, <Yeah. laughs> offline, obviously.
1: I mean, we'll have to look at the program. It was something that was recommended, but we haven't actually looked at the, or at least I haven't looked at I the I haven't really yet. looked
0: at it. I, I did a quick Google search and saw, yes, there's a website
1: for it, and that's about as much as I've done. So... Just because we have talked about this, when looking at these hospital programs and the um, away electives or the residency programs, do you find that you gravitate that you judge them their program based off of how easy their site is to navigate? Uh,
0: in a in a way, yes, for sure. And I, that might be foolish. I mean, because I, I, I've met doctors, I've, <laughs> I've you met worked for doctors, I've worked for, <laughs> doctors. I've worked for um, administrative staff at, that work in medical fields. And let me tell you, for a field that is sopping wet in technological technological advances, we are technologically illiterate. And that also kind of goes for a lot of the web pages that I've run across. Where it's like, man, this is hard to navigate or this is not intuitive or your information on elective rotations is under the undergrad label <laughs> like i'm in med school it's a graduate program it's not an undergrad program why would i look in the undergrad program to look for an elective or wave of rotation for medical students like so the mistakes like that but i mean obviously like the program you know you're you're trying to get in with them they're not trying to get you to go with them like they get they get a thousand applications at every cycle and they only get a I have to pick like 10 so
1: <laughs> well but if they expect quality work they should give you quality yeah. work right i don't know i it, i just found it interesting that the the vast difference in how easily accessible the information you need is
0: yeah i mean some some sites were definitely by far better better put together And better resource than other sites. I don't know. It depends on, I guess, the hospital, how, like, -hmm. some of them were, like, giant systems. Like, the bigger the system, sometimes the better the IT department, I guess.
1: Yeah, like, you're going to take Kaiser or something.
0: Yeah. They actually put some time and energy into it because they're trying to sell their program. They're trying to sell every aspect. They have decided that they are marketing literally every aspect of their hospital to get patients to come to them. Whereas, like small, maybe very small hospitals, maybe don't recognize or have the resources to allocate to making making everything sparkle like that. So, yeah. But I mean, it does make it sometimes. Like I said, we were we were discussing two particular programs. I think this is why you brought this up mm-hmm. because one program, a the user interface was pretty nice. Like you can click on the link. You knew exactly what you're going to get when you get into the link area. And it was pretty well worded. It was very friendly, uh, very inviting. And, you know, kind of gave you like, oh, man, this would be a really cool program to work, to work in. And then you went to another one, which I'm sure it's also a great program to work in. But, like, the site wasn't particularly great. The links weren't particularly clear where they were going to take you. And how they worded things was, like...
1: Off-putting.
0: It's, like everything is worded as if like you know your buddy steve has made a whole bunch of mistakes and they had to put this in because you know steve we all know why this has been put in here because steve has made this mistake before and it's not worded in like an inviting, team like this is a great place to work you're going to be you're going to feel at home here you this is a whole bunch of people who are here to support you and this is all the things that we offer this is our curriculum it's like you have to go to orientation. And it's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I kind of figured I was going to go to orientation.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It is, it is interesting because as much as like the hospitals and the everything is judging you, you're also kind of judging them and weeding out who you would and would not want to work for.
0: I mean, it'll probably all come out in the ranking process. Yeah. It's kind of where we're at. Or, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm kissing goodbye by my my shadowing opportunities for this Christmas break, but we're at least moving towards this elective project and hopefully we'll get some electives lined up <laughs> and make some good progress. And eventually we'll come down to a decision on whether we're all in for general surgery or all in for internal med. Eric um, doesn't
1: like the idea of doing... Two and one, or
0: one and two, of. I don't know. I, I get I more the more people I talk to, the more it sounds like, like uh, let's say take my uh, my situation for example. I'm gonna if I apply for general surgery and internal med, apparently, they can see that they can see that I'm applying to multiple specialties, and so I know one one comment was well, you can't really tailor your personal statement to what you know internal medicine you have to make it more general and that maybe makes a little bit of a weaker personal statement it's a pretty fair criticism and then they can see that you (laughs) applied to multiple ones they might see it as well you're not adequately committed to the field like if you and i guess this generally works in only far as i can tell it only works one way where General surgery doesn't care if you apply to family medicine and pediatrics, they probably see it as you're just hedging your bets, you just want to land somewhere. Internal medicine, family medicine, pediatrics
1: they, they take see, offense, they see it as <laughs> like
0: you would rather be a surgeon, like this is like we're your backup. And they don't particularly, they don't. A couple websites I've seen do not indicate they do not particularly
1: appreciate they, that they <laughs> specify that they will not look at your application if you apply to multiple yeah
0: so it and it seems like you're better you have better chances of getting interviews if you just commit
1: yes but all that to be said I we're know, millennials and commitment
0: <laughs> is just scary
1: I, I hate that term millennial we are on the cusp anyways um <laughs> anyways uh my my whole thing was well, just do like two internal med and then one sur- general surgery for your electives. away electives and do them all at the beginning and then at by then you can decide what you want to do. And, but I think you feel like you should decide so that way you're making up you're utilizing your electives to the best of your yeah ability. It should
0: maximize just put all, our product, put all of our eggs in one basket and and go for. it. So what we'll see. Um,
1: general surgery is 5 years
0: if I don't do any fellowships. If you
1: don't do any fellowships and internal medicine with
0: with cardio interventional cardio uh, interventional cardiology as an emphasis would be it can be up up to 8 7 to 8 years. So
1: it we'll doesn't see. make any difference. What? I said, that doesn't really make that much of a difference. <laughs> it's just a year. Oh, no, I was the, the three to oh the, okay. the five to eight years.
0: The, I mean, like Oliver would be like 14 years old. He'd be in high school.
1: That's kind of crazy. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I was more meaning along the lines of, moving and all that jazz
0: yeah one of the advice i was given was maybe prioritizing residency programs that had cardiology fellowships attached and it's not bad advice and so what i'm about ready to say isn't to try to subtract from that but what i would say is i just want to match like if (laughs) if i'm going to go internal medicine i would love to go to a place that has um a cardiology fellowship it does make that process of getting into cardiology and then into interventional cardiology a lot easier but if it's just an option of like I'm going to get in or not get in I would rather get in <laughs> and then you know as, as most of my medical career has been I will take what I can get and I will kind of just fight my way to <laughs> wherever I want to be like it I want to be in medical school, so I went, you know, my only option was to go to Trinity. So I went to Trinity. So I'm going to go to residency to, you know, you know finish off my medical uh, education and training. I'll go to wherever, wherever I need to go. Like if I want to be a cardiologist, I mean, I'll just have to try to figure out how to get into a fellowship. And I know that's uphill battle. It's been an uphill battle from day one. So I just have to figure it out. You know, first first step is to get a residency. And then we can fight, fight for that cardio fellowship. So it's again not bad advice, but I think it's probably better advice suited for somebody who might have better scores than me.
1: But we don't know what your step two score is, and we don't know what the schools are going to do with the pass fail and step one. Yeah. Well,
0: so. I, with yeah, I mean with residency that we can still look at the current scores I have and kind of project out for fellowships it's all about like what you're doing in your
1: mm-hmm. it's not
0: gonna. i don't think it's going to be anything to do with your shelf so steps <laughs> no but
1: i think i think i th- i think your shelf exams and your step two score will be weighted more heavily than in past because you are going to be matching with people who have a pass fail and so in order to
0: that, that is a hopeful optimistic view but I don't know until I until I see in January, February comes around and programs start kind of indicating how they're going to handle the next match. I, I maybe even like April. to Be honest. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. We have a we have a ways to go. We just gotta kind of get past the the cores right now. Um, I know we're about ready to get we're about ready to go a little bit longer than we typically. Oh, we're getting close. But I wanted to bring this at least back to the holiday season. So I I was noting this the other day, because now that our kids are into the holidays, they, in years past, the holidays have kind of come and gone and they haven't really paid attention to. And it has somewhat worked in our favor. (laughs) Uh, I mean, being on an island, it's hard to find a Christmas tree. So now the kids are very interested in, in Christmas and presents. And we have not decided to ruin santa claus at this point we were were allowing the magic of christmas as true santa claus and it kind of brings up an interesting point i have noticed that we started to use the threat of saying well santa won't come if you don't go to bed now (laughs) (laughs) we're just straight up lying at this point (laughs)
1: As all good parents do, you so it, use what tools are in it, your tool belt. Yeah, and so this
0: is what kind of it's like cause when you start off, a married couple. You talk about how you're going to raise your kids, and there's an idealistic i you know things like we're going to be straight shooters with our kids. They ask us where babies come from. You know, they're the appropriate age. We're give them the, we're giving them the diagrams. Uh,
1: That's your job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like. You kind of set up some ideals and then you have these philosophical debates on whether it's moral to lie to your kids about Santa Claus. Uh, And then you on the flip side of that, do you really want to raise a kid that ruins Santa Claus for another kid because you're just a straight shooter kid uh, told them that. So you start off like that and then you get to this age where the kids are super interested and you finally realize you have a little bit of power. (laughs) (laughs) and you're like grasping you're just grasping for whatever you can to get your kids to do whatever you want them to do because you're just so tired of fighting with them all day and now santa won't bring you gifts if you don't eat your vegetables
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's saying this because i had a rough day today and we're sitting there making dinner and our son comes Back out of his bedroom for like the third time after we put him to bed. And my response was, Santa is not coming if you don't get your butt this back in bed. This is not abnormal.
0: <laughs> he does this every night. Like this is a, you
1: know. No, but the kids were up by, <laughs> but, so we didn't make it to bed until like midnight. And then the kids were up at 3, 5, and then they finally were all up by 6.30. And I was, I, so I, I didn't get a lot of sleep. And then they were just emotional wrecks today, and I was done. It was bedtime. Mom signed off. I'm done. <laughs> Get your butt in bed and stay there <laughs> so um I don't know <laughs> we, we
0: you just use what you can
1: you use what you can, and it works. So
0: I mean, we use it for trick or treating. We won't be able to do trick or treating if you don't listen.
1: Which they didn't do trick or treating because. We're and they kind sick. of forgot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they came and went. They completely when well, they were sick. They
1: were happy because they got to dress up and they went to a party. And then we got sick a couple days after the party, and didn't go trick or treating because, why would you infect the whole neighborhood?
0: Yeah, but we don't want to be that group. You know, no. They're sick. Might as well just stay home. Well,
1: and our kids are six and under. And so,
0: when they're and, sick, they wipe their hands across the nose, and they start touching. Like imagine a kid, you just wipes the snot, like the green slime, off his face. Then he goes like, "Oh, I'm just gonna dig straight into that bowl of candy to get a handful of stuff." Like <laughs> the, there's the germs. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but like our two and three year old do not need candy. Our six and Five, 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 she's five, five now. now. Yeah, do not need candy. They are hyper enough as it is, and so yeah, like, they throw they don't, down. They like... don't know. I mean, we've we've never done a Halloween with them before this year, so they were excited. They got to dress up. That's great. They don't need all the candy. They don't need to know that candy is a thing. Um, <laughs> 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 they don't need to they know. They
0: will find out.
1: They well, <laughs> they still haven't found out that ice cream is good, so. Uh, yeah, that's true. So I'm doing something right. Like the the sweets they get is baked goods and so. popsicles in the summer. Anyway,
0: the, the moral to this story is that <laughs> you start out with the best intentions as a parent.
1: And then you just use whatever's in your arsenal to get your way. Just,
0: just grasping at straws, <laughs> just whatever's going to work. Because at the end of the day, you want to survive <laughs> and you need the kids to listen. And
1: what is going to get what is going to effectively get the kids to listen and do without having meltdowns?
0: Well, I mean, and tr- to be fair, before we get like any angry emails, like we do have regular discipline in the house of some kind. And we don't always go to Christmas is go- is going to be canceled if you don't brush your teeth. Like, no, it's, it's usually towards the end of the the, the final straw before it's like. Okay. Time out, time in the bedroom. Anywho.
1: That is us for this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Merry Christmas. <laughs>
0: well, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's not even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> Don't be that person.
1: I know, but we were talking about Christmas, so I felt like that was an yeah. appropriate joke. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we, we're we going to go ahead and wrap it up for the week. Next week, I guess we'll just update how the holidays went. Yeah. And see how. we're well, again, we'll try to keep a regular schedule uh, with the shelf on Wednesday. You know we're going to try to get this episode out and published by Wednesday morning. It takes about two hours, so hopefully we can get it out and have no problem and still get it adequate amount of sleep <laughs> before the shelf exam. But it
1: might come up Wednesday evening. It's fine. Yeah,
0: we'll try to be regular, but you know this is this is the holidays, so we want to bring good content. We want to try, but at the same time we we have to survive as well so anyway we got to do at least promotional stuff so
1: follow us on instagram medfamilynd and any any of your
0: streaming services or for for podcasts spotify stitcher apple you yeah, know, google play just you can find us medfamily and <laughs> yes so yes we will see you next week have a good night
1: bye